Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the latest edition of the Trust Me, I'm a Lawyer podcast. With me, as always, and actually in the room with me, which is a rarity, is our executive producer and co-host, Nori. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's nice to have you actually make an in-person cameo. Feels good, too. It feels great for me. And today we have a very special guest. It's a young lady that I have the privilege of speaking to on video chats like this every single day. I mean, our relationship basically takes place, our professional relationship takes place on a video chat, so it's not really uncommon. Uh, but Nori, why don't you introduce our guest and tell everybody who we have? Uh, well, today, as my dad said, we have a longtime friend and a professional associate, uh, Abby Ivy Hernandez, who is a personal injury attorney in South Florida. And um, I've known her for a long time, and I've always been a part of your firm and the people who come in and out, but she's stayed. Yeah. And, um, well, we tried to get rid of her. <laughs> she, 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 she had a beautiful baby, Ella, and she went on maternity leave, but she came back, thank God. And one of the hardest working people I've known and my dad's known. She's, she's the only person in the office that outworks me. I mean, she is definitely the hardest working lawyer I, I've met in a long time. She's incredibly smart, incredibly organized, and just... Truly a sweetheart. So welcome to the podcast, Abby Ivy. Oh, thank you both for your very kind words. I'm happy to be here. One of the reasons that I was so adamant about having you as a guest, Abby, is because I think your story of how you became a lawyer from where you came from um, is extraordinary. And I think it tells a lot about you as a person and a lot about what great parents you have that raised such talented children, you and your sister. Uh, could you go ahead and tell everybody about your humble beginnings in Tegucigalpa and how you ended up uh, being one of the most respected maritime litigation attorneys in the country? Oh, thank you, Spencer. Um, well, I will say that I, while I am from Honduras, I'm actually from Puerto Cortes, Honduras. I can never um, pronounce there, Tegucigalpa. My dad did leave my dad left Honduras when I, before I was born, actually, I didn't meet my dad until I was five because he'd left in November and I was born in December. Um, so just missed me. You know, he came here looking for a better life, like many immigrants do, just trying to work hard. He knew that Honduras didn't have the opportunities for his family that the U.S. does. Um, five years later, he brought me over. He brought my sisters over. He brought my mother over which I think speaks highly to my father, uh, not to discourage anyone who wants to immigrate here, but I think a lot of times men come um, and kind of forget about the families that they've had in, in Latin America, tend to get remarried or just build a new life. But, you know, it speaks, I think, very highly to my father that he remained true to his wife. And instead of leaving them behind, he worked very hard to bring all of us over. Um, I do have to say that education in my house was not an option. It was a demand and it was expected, um, which again, I think you'll hear me say this a lot, but I, my father is, is such a smart man. He only has a fifth grade education, uh, but he said, you know, women need to be educated. A man, he can make money out of his labor, you know, working construction, he'll make good money painting, whatever it is, women, not so much. He felt women need to be educated even more so than men. Um, he has three daughters and he put all of us through undergrad and put two of us through law school. You know, I remember the day he dropped me off at UF 
and he he he's ridiculed by his remaining brothers in Honduras because they feel my father is a strong feminist and that his daughters run all over him. And I have to say, I don't run all over my father, but uh, he just had this expectation that his daughters were going to study and become something out of themselves in this country. Uh, amazing. So when you got your app, did you speak English? I did not speak English. And when I got to Miami back in 95, uh, there were already Hispanics, but there were a lot more non-Spanish speaking uh, individuals than there are now. I think now everybody speaks Spanish, or that's what it seems like. You speak Spanish, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I remember my first day of kindergarten, I could not communicate with my teacher. She was, you know, American, she was a, a, a white woman, and she just, I, I had the other kids, the other five-year-olds five year olds would translate for me because I, I, had, I remember I forgot my lunch money and I couldn't tell my teacher I, I forgot my lunch money. I had to have a, a little uh, a classmate tell her for me because I, I just couldn't communicate. And I was an ESOL up until I think third grade. Uh, and then they thought I was fluent enough in, in English to no, no longer be considered ESOL and just, I guess, be considered fluent in English. And so at what point, Abby, did you start to consider becoming a lawyer and why? What was it about this profession that you were attracted to? You know, growing up, I wanted to be a, a cop. And that's what, for career day, I would always <laughs> I dress up that. as a cop. I could see that. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know when the exact moment was. I went to, again, again, to speak to my father's intelligence. He, he made it a point to send us to very good schools. Uh, so I went to Carver Middle in, in Coconut Grove, and I cannot say when I wanted to become a lawyer. I just remember in sixth grade coming home and telling my dad, you know, I am going to graduate high school. I'm going to get a history major, and I'm going to go to law school. And I did all three. Wow. <laughs> so in sixth grade, I kind of just, I was very uh, fortunate that I, I didn't switch majors in, in undergrad. I just always knew I wanted to to be a history major, and, and that's just kind of what I stuck with. Well, I've known a lot of lawyers over my 30 years of practice. I have rarely met someone that I think is such a naturally born lawyer as you. I mean, I really, and I say this to you all the Thank time, you, I, I think this is your calling. I mean, most of the people that I've met as lawyers are unhappy being lawyers. They're, even if they're good at it, it's, there's no passion to it. You're naturally gifted in this profession, which I don't, I don't know what that says about you, but you are really a natural born lawyer. Um, how was it when you graduated from UF that you decided that you. that you wanted to do personal injury law? That's, you know, kind of a path that not a lot of UF graduates take. Yeah, you know, I, I think the issue that I had in law school is every summer I would do a different type of law. I did employment law. I, you know, interned for a, a federal judge. Um, I did contract law with an energy company. And there was never a type of law that I didn't enjoy. Every single type of law, except family law. I, I, I will have to say I kind of stirred away from family mm -hmm. law. Me too. Um, but everything else, I always enjoyed the challenge. So I think with the way I fell into personal injury is, I was very much intrigued by the maritime aspect of, of your office. I think when, you know, I, I had several offers once I interviewed, I was very fortunate. I got several offers and I ultimately accepted the one with your firm because the, it, 
being in, in federal court enticed me and doing this type of law that's very niche and that not a lot of people know about, I think I really wanted to learn. Um, and the one thing I love about being a lawyer is every single day is a challenge. Every single day we learn. I mean, look at you sometimes, you know, 30 years in and you're like, I just learned something new today. And I love that. I wake up every morning happy to be doing what I'm doing. And I think that not a lot of people can say that. Oh, I, I agree. And I think very few lawyers uh, can say that. You and I spend every morning with each other uh, on the virtual calls where we go through the cases. And one of the skill sets that you have that I don't possess, but I find so remarkable, is your organizational skills. And how important do you think it is in order to be a successful lawyer to be organized? Extremely, I would say. Um, I mean, our entire career, I think, is based on following deadlines, not missing, you know, statute of limitations. I mean, I think it's like the we what lawyer is not concerned about missing the statute of limitations so i think it's extremely important to be organized um and i will say i grew up in a very organized household it's not a skill it, it's i guess some people are naturally organized i think it, for me it was a little half of nurture and a little bit half of nature because i am naturally organized but then my household my mother and my sister are both if you think i'm organized spencer wait until you meet them yeah, you, you are like the type A personality, the type A organized person. Everything's labeled, everything's where it's supposed to be. I can't find things half the time. I call you and you know exactly where it is. So I'm, I rely on you so much for your, not just your talents as a lawyer, but your talents as an organized lawyer. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I have to say one of the things that I enjoy the most about working with you is that you, you allow us the room to grow. Um, you know, and you really, you let us come up with our theories and our arguments and draft them. And then, you know, you, you're like a mad scientist. I have to say you, you, sometimes you can't follow your reasoning. And then finally, when you, you get through it all, you're like, wow, Spencer's a genius. I see what he was saying. Um, but you know, it's, it's, you have so many ideas and, and so much knowledge to, to share that I, I, I love that about you. Some people are very stingy with their knowledge, I feel, and you just, Everything you know, you just go ahead and teach it to us. And I think that, that that's really such a valuable aspect of your personality that I love. Well, I appreciate that. I, you guys are like my kids. And what I'm trying to do, I do the same to my son here, is I try to spare you the pain of painful lessons <laughs> I've learned. And, yeah. and much like my own kids sometimes, you insist on learning the painful lesson <laughs> yourself. But I beg you, I'm like, Abby, please trust me when I tell you, dot this I and cross this T because it will come back and it will be a painful lesson for all of us. Um, but, you know, 99% of the time you follow my advice and 99% of the time, Abby, I follow your advice because yeah. you have a very good perspective, a very valuable perspective. You have background and experience. It's far different than mine. Um, and so I follow your advice frequently. It's great collaborating with you. I really, really love it. I tell everyone how, how much I love practicing. I tell you how much I love practicing with you. Yes, and definitely it's, um, I share the same sentiments. I think, you know, we have a great team going. Um, we all learn so much from each other and we all bring something different to the table, which makes it so interesting. Right. And the third musketeer, who we'll, we will have on a podcast soon, <laughs> Matt Hayashi. Uh, so you, if you're watching this podcast, we're really, there's one more member of the team you've got to watch, which is an upcoming episode where we have Matt. When is Matt coming on? Uh, I think we have a schedule for 
on Monday. Oh, well, there you go. Well, Monday is Yom Kippur, and I know Matt's not working on Yom Kippur, but maybe Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. So, Nori, you're in your second year of college uh, studying uh, political science. Uh, what questions do you have for this wonderful attorney? I, I would say I have less questions, but more of like a statement that I've kind of he has a statement observed or realized. Um, I would say if I choose to pursue law seriously and become a lawyer myself, I, I would make sure that I have an Abbey type in the firm. Not easy to find. Not easy Took to me find. 30 years to find one. And I, I would say it's integral to have a member of your team like her because besides the organizational benefits, I think based off of her background and, and the diversity of you know, her upbringing and the experiences that she's had, I think that is what really like can fine tune someone to be a perfect lawyer on a lot of levels. Obviously not to say that she's perfect or imperfect. She's perfect. <laughs> I, I think um, it's, it's important to have, if you, cause essentially being a lawyer requires a level of empathy uh, that, you know, a lot of people who are lawyers are geniuses and you know each law down to a T and can read each law and read every book and everything. But if you lack the human side of it and you don't look at it as uh, just a system of money, you know, then you aren't really going to be in, perhaps you could be an incredible lawyer, but it's not someone who I would want to work for or with. And I, I think the human side of Abby, and I, I've seen and sat through her speaking to the clients and seeing the passion and the empathy and the love. That yeah, she has. She does. She is, like I say, a natural born lawyer. Interesting thing about you, Ab, from my perspective, I just want to show ignore it. Um, since she has overcome so many obstacles in her life uh, so brilliantly, I mean, not just climbed over it, but soars over these obstacles, she has pretty high standards of what she expects from people who are facing obstacles. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she doesn't, you know, she won't let a, a small bump in the road trip somebody up. She expects someone who trips to fall, stand up, and get moving. She's, she is um, not just a survivor, but a thriver. Yeah, I think it's that philosophy which encourages her to want her clients who come across obstacles. 100%. To not just, you know, be crying and expect millions of dollars for a slip, but, you know, set them up for re realistic expectations. And I think that encourages them to want to fight more. You know, Ab, that's like a conversation you and I had yes. this morning. That's he nailed it. Yes. Yes. So, yes. yes. Go ahead. Yeah, and I think you know, thank you, Nori, for such you know kind words. Um, and I think you're right. I think sometimes Spencer and I, uh, with the staff, you know, think that Spencer and I are a little bit too demanding. But I tell I tell them all the time, I am as demanding of myself as I am as of you. Yeah. Um, so it's not that Spencer and I are expecting anything different from anybody else. I think on the contrary, we, we work hard and we expect everybody else to be working as hard. Because what, what, if you're not, I think if you're going to do something, you have to do it right. So one last question, Abby Ivy. Um, you are married to a lawyer. What's it like having two lawyers married to each other? Um, I think very interesting, but I, I will say, um, he is my equal in every way, which oh, is, sweet. which I think is, is very good. Um, and he, you know, he's a, a transactional lawyer. So I definitely think I'm kind of like the firecracker in the relationship and he's just very calm, cool and collected and 
you know, what I love about Mar uh, Mari is that I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll lose it sometimes and then I'll come to him and I say, okay, sorry, I'm a little crazy. And, and he never says, you're right, you're a maniac. He's always, it happens, you know, everybody loses it. And then he'll give me a hug and I'm like, but I'm crazy. <laughs> um, but I think it, 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 our, our gender conversations are always very interesting and we, and we discuss the law. So I think it makes our, our marriage actually flow very smoothly and that we understand what we do. And he teaches me about an area of law that I have nothing to do with and, and vice versa. He can speak maritime law, Spencer, better than a lot of the people that we know um, because he hears so much of it. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Abby. I know you're super busy today. You got witness and exhibit lists and discovery to answer. And uh, you're a busy lawyer. We appreciate everything you do at our firm, everything you do for our clients. And uh, I think I speak on behalf of Nora. We loved having you as our guest on our podcast. Thank you both. It was a really much a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Abby. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.